International. Hey, movie connoisseurs, I hope you saved room for movies, because we have got a delicious and filling show for you today. As always, I'm your host, Brett the Mentaculous Dorman. And I'm Courtney Aget peterson <laughs> <laughs> A what? Aget. <laughs> uh, and we're joined today by our very first guest. Woo! Please introduce yourself for the audience, sir. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is AJ Henderson, and it's a pleasure to be here. Very excited uh, to have you here. Mm-hmm. Very Thank excited. You. So you pay, we're doing Coen Brothers. Yes. And I heard that once you heard that we were doing this, you were mm-hmm. like, there's one movie I've got to come on here for. Yeah. So which movie are we reviewing today? A Serious Man. A very serious conversation yeah. about a very serious man. It was no, actually one of the funniest ones, I feel like, gonna, out of all of them, to be <laughs> It yeah. is. Uh, the humor is so dry in it, though. Yeah. It's like you would, you wouldn't know it. The funniest scene in the whole. Real quick. That's yeah. the real quick. The funniest <laughs> thing is little, this, little, uh, little, little, little snack attack little, yeah. preview <laughs> snack for you. Miss Brady is having the conversation about lawn mowing, <laughs> and he's just oh, like, "Oh yeah." He's just like, he's like, "Oh, I think he's mowing part of our lawn," and she's like, "Is that a problem?" Yeah. And he's like. This is kind of weird. It's really weird. <laughs> it's, it's a little strange. And I even have thoughts about that, like yeah. what, what's going on in the bigger picture. Yeah. Of, We're going to get oof. into all of that. This I movie is wait. very juicy. Because yeah. this, all right, well, we'll get into it. But, but, but before Brett, we get started. What about, we We usually start off this podcast with a few appetizers. So things that we are it. recommending, yeah. um, movies, music, podcast, food, whatever you want to do. I'll so, sit back and let you guys do your thing. <clears throat> Okay. Well, do you have anything for? We, we'll let you like go an first. Appetizer. The, the guest always goes first. Yeah. Um, I would recommend um, breaded cheese sticks. All right. Okay. Breaded cheese sticks from anywhere um, in particular. Is there like? I like Little uh, Caesars breaded cheese sticks. Um, the ones that stick out in my mind are Red Lobster. Okay. Because that's like the first one that I think I ever had. Breaded yeah. cheese sticks. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, what what it is is it's, it's mozzarella, and then they bread them. And oh. then they deep fry them. Okay. And they give you they give you a little side of marinara. <laughs> so you mean mozzarella sticks? I just never heard anybody call them breaded cheese sticks before. Uh, I th- uh, I thought you meant like yeah yeah okay all right well <laughs> I don't like, want to say I was thinking like <laughs> like a stupid. cheese string or something. Or I like, thought you meant just like a breadstick with cheese on it. <laughs> like, th- that's cheesy bread. That, that's cheesy bread. Right? That's a that's whole different. Cheese, that's cheese breadstick. But also you're talking about red lobster, which is like cheddar biscuits. So I was like, how does that play into this? And I didn't uh, know, and I'm very confused. I didn't even know. Like, okay, check out the scene. I'm like 13 years old visiting Tucson, Arizona on a on a trip to go see like a, right. a baseball game with my dad. Okay. And then we go to Red Lobster and I find out there's these like little appetizers that, are, that it's breaded mozzarella and it's beautiful in its simplicity. And it, it's 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 exactly what it is and it's delicious and it blew my mind as an appetizer. It's like really the only food that you need. That's in my opinion. Wonderful! I really appreciate that. <laughs> I think we should be talking about like food every time Just we talk about food more often. Now, Brett, how about you? Do you have an appetizer for the week? Well, you could drink some DNA, which is always delicious because my appetizer is the one and only Gremlins Two, which. <laughs> 
my girlfriend had never seen before, so we went to Alamo Draft House, watched mm-hmm. it on the big screen. I told her, "You are in for a treat." Now, was that on Monday? Yes, I, I actually uh, I went to go see that movie Head on Monday, and they they said like, "You should stick around. We're showing Gremlins 2. You should have After. stuck around. They did show Gremlins too. It was great. <laughs> so they weren't lying to me. No, okay, they, they did that. All right. Yeah, part of their sequel suicide thing, which uh, well, uh, and Gremlins two is so good. Like uh, for for me and her, our movie Venn diagram of movies we like, like it overlaps a bit, uh, fair enough. But like when she probably heard me saying like this movie's so good, she's probably like this can't be that good. But I'm like, no, I'll put it up there with Airplane, Wayne's World, Wet Hot American Summer of just these movies that are just like a mm-hmm. joke a minute, right. super fast. Like an hour of this movie is just a live action cartoon that just you're just watching Gremlins go ca- crazy. Right. I love yeah. it. I love the movie so, so much. That's my appetizer. That's beautiful. Yeah. Cheesy breadstick <laughs> gremlin. <laughs> Breaded cheese stick. <laughs> what's, your, what's your appetizer? Uh, well, we were t- well, I've changed mine three times now, but we were talking about documentaries earlier before Oof. the show, mm-hmm. and I wanted to talk about the funniest one that I've ever seen, which is a movie called A Million in the Morning. I talked just a little bit about with you yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a comedian, Gavin McInnes. I'm not sure if you're familiar. It's a Netflix documentary that he made um, where he hosted this event in New York City um, for people to, to have like a movie-watching concert so to see how long they could stay awake and watch movies you know and they would stay awake for like five days or more and they would win like a bunch of money if they right. if they never went to sleep essentially and uh he just gets he decides that he's going to stay awake with the rest of the contestants while he's hosting it uh but he just gets like progressively drunk and does all these drugs <laughs> ends up getting fired from netflix uh but he still puts out the movie and it's the funniest thing i've probably ever seen in my entire life Whoa. so please check that out if you can it's kind of hard to find i think you can get it on amazon like but you can't get it on netflix because they fired him right, so. right. makes sense <laughs> but uh and it has a really good soundtrack and gavin McKenna's is like somebody that's very controversial as a comedian people don't yeah. really know if he's trolling the world or not because he's very crazy and weirdly Republican in a way and stuff, but he's uh, this movie. Aside all from right. all that, other persona is amazing. Well, what's the longest you've ever watched a movie, or like series of movies, um, set of movies? AJ, do you have a? I guess think something off the top of your head. Well, well, mine is your party. I think you had like a Terminator party once, like, uh, an mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger okay, yeah. marathon. Thank yeah, you. An Arnold Schwarzenegger marathon when like two thousand eight or something. Right. And I think that one I stayed for like three or four. That's yeah, like, that was about it. it. Yeah, my parents were away, so my brother had a party upstairs, which was like a legit party with beer pong and drinking and crazy stuff. Right. And I was downstairs and I was like, I'm going to do a 24-hour Arnold Schwarzenegger marathon. (laughs) And most people showed up, maybe watched a little bit of the movies and were like, we're going to go back upstairs. So I watched most of the movies alone. But I was like, I have to, like, this is like like, going to Mecca for me. So I was like, (laughs) I have to do it. And it turned out, like, once you get your second wind, I was like, I watched a few extra movies. So I think it turned out to be like a Did you watch 34 a hour yes 34 hour marathon true lies is my favorite yeah. arnold schwarzenegger true lies movie. is so good 
So good. What's your favorite Arnold? Arnold? Oh man, I don't know if I have one actually. Like I admire the man, but I don't know if he <laughs> makes movies that I enjoy. He he definitely makes movies that I enjoy. Yeah. I feel like my aunt growing up, my aunt, she only had like three movies that I could watch from. My mom would drop me off at her place all the time and I would just like stay there for like an entire summer and the only movie she had was like True Lies, The Sound of Music. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, like, and like the nightmare before Christmas. So I just watched those three movies right. like over and over. You know, and over Arnold Schwarzenegger again. did a thing for Rotten Tomatoes I saw on Facebook today he picked his five favorite movies because I oh which actor really five favorite yeah. and one of his five favorite movies is has him in it Sound of Music oh I'm not kidding. very nice my aunt loves to tell everybody that I cried during that lot I cried so during beautiful. lots of movies man if you put it on Wally ugh I start crying like a little baby. Mm, actually, I love that movie. I know what you mean. That's why I go to the theater alone. Because like, <laughs> if, 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 if they if they hit that right nerve with me, I'll just like I'm glad no one else is here. Yeah. Uh, what, what you about kick you? everyone else out yeah. of the theater. So uh, I saw La La Land by myself. I was like, I just know I can't be around other dudes if I watch this. I'm not ashamed to admit it. You've watched yeah. movies for a long time, though. I mean, I know we're getting kind of on the tangent <laughs> yeah. here, but you've done longer than that. Well, so yeah, once I was like, I'm going to watch 24 hours of Arnold Marathon, and it it went a little bit over. But then when I moved to Chicago, there was this thing called the the massacre, which was 24 hours of horror movies, and I was like, oh, nice. other people want to do that too. Yeah. I was like, yeah. So <laughs> I started going to rad that. people. Yeah. So uh, th- some of people rad people rad. Oh. Well, know, some like, of my best movie experiences people. were were in that rad marathon. People. <laughs> that sounds like one of the movies you would they just watch. Want to be like in a massacre, dark, dank place. <laughs> this sounds like all my friends. Okay, yeah. I'm a comedian. All the horror fans getting their uh, getting their their mohawks and piercings tangled up, creating a rat king. What's the longest movie you've ever seen? Oof, I don't know. Probably Titanic. That's a, that's a pretty long one. Yeah. That movie's over three hours. It's uh, dumb. So yeah. good. It's really good. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, uh, <laughs> speaking of long movies, we are going to talk about Serious Man, which How feels long? pretty long. Yeah, it it's feels not long. long. It's like an hour and 45 minutes. Okay, because I was going to say, like, it felt, but, I thought I was really stoned watching it, oof. which is, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, time was already moving way differently. Like, we were like, wait... Th- there's ghosts like this, the opening scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so let's talk about the opening scene because I don't know if it really comes back. I kind of think it does a little but bit. Do you think so? We're going to do spoilers for a serious man. You can't talk about a movie without talking about a movie. So mm-hmm. open range on serious man. Uh, open season, I should say. Yeah. But do you think that Arthur is a Dybbuk? A Dybbuk? Because we never really see him eat. We see him drink once. And he's got, like, these stomach problems. He's always in the bathroom. Like, and he's, uh. he causes problems for other characters, kind of. Like, I don't know. That was Could something be. I thought. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's really intense. Yeah. That is. That's probably but what's was, going but on. But there was no, like, clear indication. I feel like if, if they were to make it him, it would have been that thing where they have to invite him in or whatever with that one in the yeah, beginning yeah. scene or something that was more identifiable as that. But it could be. Or he was, like, specifically Larry's, you know? Right. Like, just, like, this thing that he has to carry around with him. Yeah. Um, like, no matter what. See, that's what I felt like he was mm-hmm. definitely, like, specifically to Larry. Like, I don't even know if he... I guess he did interact with other people in the house, like his son and stuff. But, yeah. Um... But yeah, he was like his like the worst half. Like especially when he's like yelling about like oh the, hum, uh what's the ha what's the hamish or 
Hamesh, yeah, the I thought, yeah, that's like their god or so. AJ, it yeah, may, yeah. might be a serious, might be a silly question, but yeah, are are you of the Jewish persuasion? <laughs> no, I grew up Catholic. All right, yeah, yeah me too, me too. Mm, it's like a very easy religion. Bunch of to Catholics quit. talking about <laughs> about the <Seriously>. Jews. <laughs> How does that wacky religion work? I don't know. Uh, Crazy. Yeah, I feel like this movie does a pretty good job, though, of explaining what you need to know yeah definitely so but yeah that opening like kind of like short film type of thing was really was really i thought it was really good yeah like a jewish ghost story yeah it's pretty cool little fable yeah there was there was a line and i can't even think of it now i thought of it earlier where they the very beginning like of of uh of the movie it might have been even that line where like well doesn't matter and I think you're supposed to take that into consideration when you're watching the right. very beginning. Like it's, I kind of thought of it as just like this extra thing you get. Like here's like a short film we made, yeah, and and you can watch it at the beginning of this movie. Is it related to anything? Maybe, but also probably not. Right. Like most of the movie is about Larry Gopnik trying to find connections and meaning in his mm-hmm. life, even though there may or may not be. So like putting something in the beginning of this movie that may or may not connect to the rest of the movie is right. very And you don't even know if he is a ghost. Like, I mean, because he's obviously bleeding, so. That's know. true. He's kind of a ghost, man. I want to believe that because that makes... Uh, right. But, but it's also such a dry movie, so, like, true. what's actually happening is probably what's actually happening. I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's a tough one. We'll, we'll yeah. get into it. Let's see. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we open up on the sun. He's in school. He's got his headphones in. Also, real quick, they didn't have a crazy big widespread open like a lot of the other Coen Brothers movies, I noticed. even though That's like, true. But even though it is still very specific, like suburb, like no-name town right. type of place. Like, I can't even tell where they were, really. Um, yeah. I think that was the whole point of it. I want to say... I think Midwest. They're yeah. close to Canada. Yeah. Oh, that's kind true. Of, right? So, yeah, they would have to be in Michigan, maybe? Maybe. Hell yeah. I think <laughs> the whole point is that it was <laughs> identifiable. Hell yeah, shout out from town. Michigan. Yeah, Movie yeah, right. set in Michigan. What, what? Shout out to It's town. supposed to look like anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> anywhere USA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we're, we're kind of split in between... The son is at school. He's learning. The we we meet Larry, and he's at the doctor's office. He's getting checked out, mm-hmm. and the doctor is both the teacher and the doctor are very old, elderly gentlemen. Once again, the Cohen brothers knocking that elderly white male <laughs> casting <laughs> out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, no. no repeats. <laughs> <laughs> so this sets up. Pretty much the the rest of the movie in terms of what we're going to get, which is kind of like conflict of like, I need to do this one thing, but also like, I don't really know what's going on. Like we don't, I don't know. What what, what are you, like, how do you think this sets up the the rest of the movie? Okay. So basically like he's, he he always has a problem it seems and it bombards him all at the same time. Like, it might be from his kids about, like, the satellite or, like, the antenna. Or it might be about his, his wife with, like, the divorce and things like that. And it kind of shows, like, how you can be active about these things or you can just decide to stay still. And, like, either one is going to have repercussions. 
you know, that's kind of what I got from it. Like, you know, because okay. it keeps saying, like, I didn't do anything, but yet that problem still persists or, or, or right. it created, like, a new problem. Just, you know, he, he, he eventually had a problem just because he has a name. Interesting. Yeah, so it kind of sets up, like, the two, like, I feel like with the two characters, like, they're setting up the old and the young, both in both right. situations, like, with the doctor being, like, uh, they're both, like, just super boring. They've all lived, like, their very boring, like, straight-up Jewish code of ethics life, and then you have <laughs> these guys, and, and you see, like, the, the son is kind of rebelling, and he's playing the music, and then Larry, you see him, I don't really remember, like, he doesn't... They just said like he's fine and move right. move along, move on your way, right? Yeah, it was interesting to me the the imagery of the son having the headphone in one ear and the doctor looking in that ear, you know. And one of the characters is kind of like drooping her eyelids down as the teacher's talking, and then the next thing you know, the guy's like shining his light inside Larry's eyes. So it's just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. the that thought of like even as larry passes his son will kind of take over and all that stuff from larry's life that kind of is hounding him will start like it's just this never-ending cycle the movie kind of ends where it starts of this like oof you got some problems but it is interesting though that whole idea of just like you can either be proactive and do something or you don't have to do anything but either way the outcome is going to be exactly the same yeah <laughs> That's what the, the whole movie is just like. I didn't do anything. Yeah. We didn't do anything. That's so, <laughs> and that depressing. caused a problem. It's yeah. really. I love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I, I I hated this movie the first time I saw it, but the second I time exactly I saw what it, you mean like, the second time I saw it, I kind of knew what I was getting into more. Well, there was wasn't like, a, you know, there wasn't a lot of cinema good. like that like yeah. at the time. It was kind of like I'm not gonna say like it's it's a very experimental film, but like. The idea that you don't really have control over anything, like, I mean, one of the things is he's he's showing a lot of his students this math equation about how you can never understand your existence, and that's exactly what this film is about. Like, there there that's are smart my mind, honestly. Like, how yeah. can you have a math equation that says you can't predict anything? Like, I don't right. understand how y- you can the be theory so of unpredictability works. You could be so good at math. That like you would just wind up with like something that you can think and and just get there anyway. Like I I think that's fascinating. It is. Well, I thought I think one of the reasons why I didn't like it so much the first time is after the first thirty minutes kick in, the movie really kind of slows down. Even though the movie is like every scene is no more than four or five minutes, there's a ton yeah. of stuff happening. The movie does slow down a lot. But I thought that maybe this movie would kind of be like pie. Or something, because the yeah. only image I remembered seeing about it from when it first came out from, like, the trailer or whatever was Larry in front of that chalkboard full yeah. of math. I was like, oh, this is a movie about a guy who goes crazy and tries to figure stuff. But, like, that's not really what the movie... He does have an existential crisis. He's just in defense but, mode the entire time. Yeah. Like, that's his whole thing. Is like, he just is trying so hard to live by this, you know, this sweet... Or, like, you know, just live by the rules. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, yeah. But it, everything's constantly being stacked against him, so he's constantly having to, like, Oof. you know, challenge that. I feel that, man. I feel that right now. Everyone was so Yikes. mean to him. I don't know why. Well, so, yeah, we yeah. do, uh, like you said, it's we go one into... Lady. <laughs> that one lady was very nice. It was very nice. Gave him some um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe slept with him. Can't tell. Well, it was a dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the the opening scenes after the doctor and stuff, like you mentioned, was the teaching and, and the math stuff. He's kind of got this math. Like he does. He's a very smart character. He's got a lot of things figured out. Yet he can't like by having things figured out, 
which is the you know uncertainty principle or whatever like he can't figure out his own life which he's desperately trying to do even though he knows he can't do it so he's going crazy he's going mad but it made me think if there was any other movie mathematician that you were drawn to and maybe how they could use their mathematician skills in an unlikely way yeah so question go ahead gordy so we were talking about this earlier and i was like brett why'd you ask me a math question don't you know how dumb i am i don't know books (laughs) yeah i don't know math i took algebra one my senior year of college (laughs) (laughs) whoops okay so uh so for this one i picked uh well i was thinking of the movie moneyball yeah so statistics uh, i was thinking going that route for math and i was like why are you wasting on a dumb baseball team uh why don't you try to find me a good boyfriend with (laughs) (laughs) why can't we find a perfect like way to match people up with statistics and have some kind of crazy service yeah statistically who's attracted to who and how can you jonah hill could create your like tinder math the calculator Uh, yeah the calculator. <laughs> the Tinder calculator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, that's what um, I want. Jonah Hill to take over my Tinder and statistically find me the love of my Doesn't life. Doesn't Harmony Tinder. claim to have that? Like uh, the, the precise algorithm to uh, finding kind your of, mate? Yeah. Oh. But I feel like with Jonah Hill, so many things yeah, could go wrong. Yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to definitely lead to a delightful romp, for sure. <laughs> for sure, but you know, yeah. I'm, really to, I'm, yeah. willing to, I'm willing to bring mathematics into my life as long as at the end of right. it I find love. So, yeah. how about you? <laughs> those, are, those, are the best, those are the best stories. But Nutty Professor, right? That's, that's yeah. what that was about. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, my, I thought of this, and I kind of went in a different direction than my own question, which was one of the first movie mathematicians I can remember seeing was um in the movie sphere dr norman goodman uh played by dustin hoffman and it was so cool those mathematicians were so cool when i first saw that movie and i read the book and i was like oh michael Crichton is so cool and i recently kind of rewatched sphere and i was like not a good movie (laughs) but no (laughs) but uh, i was thinking like okay so here's a character who is super good at math he goes underwater you know like there's kind of this, you know, chaos theory application and like what if yeah. like all these schools of fish, you know, like this like there's been studies about like if you pour, you know, avalanches and like dirt and stuff like you pour like how does a pile of grain build, you know, if you take a little grain by little grain and you put it on a pile like which way will it fall? Can you control that? Can you do all that? Like what if this character was underwater? He started going mad. He enters the sphere, and he be, he becomes able to control fish, right? Oh, like, by using, man. he's got, like, a little app on his iPad or whatever, and, like, each fish has a different number, and by bouncing the one number into the other number, he can create these swarms of fish so he can't control big fish just a bunch of tiny little fish and then dc has you know upcoming aquaman so i figure you know that's probably gonna do pretty well probably gonna get a sequel they're probably looking for like new and fresh villains for their aquaman sequel what if dustin hoffman played a villain called mathemophician (laughs) that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's yeah. pretty much like in line with what DC is doing nowadays. In terms <laughs> <Yeah>. of- <laughs> Dustin Hoffman and Mathemophician. Well, the thing about that Aquaman movie is, and what DC is going to fuck up is they think that like everything has to be gritty. And yeah. that's a movie where you just have to like just be silly with it because it's totally a silly concept. I don't know. I, I really think 
think and hope that movie will be good just because I like it's James not Wan. Gonna be. I like James Wan so not much, though. I want it to be good. Is, is that the guy who does the Saw movies? He did, yeah, the oh, first. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Eh, I like good, him. <laughs> good, good luck to those films. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, good luck, James Wan. You'll need it. <laughs> But uh, I, I'm, I'm of a small minority of people who thinks The Conjuring sucks. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Them's is fighting words. That was I my guess. favorite movie Wait, of whatever year. I wish we had an alarm, I wish we had an alarm <laughs> sound right now <laughs> to go off. Because yeah, I feel like it's not a good movie. Struck Yikes. a nerve with uh, That's going to have to be sidebarred. We'll have to save that in a doggy bag for I've, later. I've <laughs> never seen a good like ghost movie. Ever. <laughs> All right. Well, can't except for a serious right man, which opens on a Jewish ghost story. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Sure. Yeah. Well, isn't that what makes a good ghost story? Who are the, the real ghosts? The, the mystery is the best part of it. He's like, I don't believe in no dang ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> uh, There's only one ghost theory that, that I kind of subscribe to. And that's like the idea that like uh, uh, energy cannot be created or destroyed. Okay. So it's like maybe there are like moments of time just like, you know, just happening again. And you happen to glimpse it. So like you see like this little boy like walking through the hall, yeah. but he's not there. He's a ghost. But, you know, it's just like this memory or just like this moment of time just replaying itself. Damn, well, like, I so, like memories, like believe in, in like <laughs> Freddy versus Jason. Like those are two ghosts fighting each other. Uh, but we get this great scene where an Asian, a, a South Korean student comes in and tries to talk Larry into getting a better grade. And it's by far bribe. like, yeah. Well, the bribe happens. I was jotting notes down, so I didn't see when the envelope was okay. was passed into play. Larry doesn't know it's a bribe at first, right? Mm. He only knows it's he a bribe. He has his suspicions afterwards, mm-hmm. but he doesn't see the envelope full of money till after the student leaves, right? Yeah. So, so the, the rest of the thing is just him going like, "What about a secret test and stuff like that?" Like it was such a bizarre thing because he was like, "I get," he's like, "I get physics," but he's like, you can't get physics without math. Yeah. And he's like, "But I." <laughs> right, right. He's like, but "Well, the I'm you're just gonna have to bite the bullet here. We're just not yeah. able to do that." He's like, "The stories are just." He's like, "I don't even understand the dead cat." <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's also like you feel bad for the student at the same time. Like, you don't feel bad for the student. So I, I was wondering, uh, Courtney, if I know that you on this podcast have been pretty vocal about how pretty much every main character in any movie is a despicable human being. Yeah. This one, I I don't feel that way as much. Okay. I feel like Larry Gobnick's the only one that actually is really genuinely a good person and really wants to live a good life. I actually was rooting for him to be more bad just based on the people that are around him because right. he's surrounded by the shittiest people in the movie yeah. ever. Freaking okay. Cy Abelman, what a sleaze, Dr. Phil looking motherfucking oh, disgusting, know, right? sleazy. Blech. He has its silver tongue though. Yeah, it does have that silver tongue, but like the way he mm. kept hugging him, I was like, Bleh. yeah, he just kept touching him Ooh. and kept, you're a good man. Larry. And then you, like, but then ugh. you find out later that he's the one that's writing those anonymous letters and you're mm-hmm. like, dude, he was just, and then he's oh. like, I'm fucking your, and then he was fucking his wife and he's like, he's, they try to kick him out of his own house. Yeah, and he's gonna move in, and his wife's like, "I just want a divorce," and she keeps she keeps pestering him to like get this divorce, and this two shitty kids, like freaking Ugh. that one daughter who's just like yeah. drying her hair all the time. Ugh. Yeah, that's like her only story arc is that's when she's just trying to wash her hair. <laughs> but the, yeah, that's yeah. true. But then his brother, who actually kind of like felt really bad for, but he was yeah. also just kind of a piece of shit. Uh, but yeah, because he, he made all this money, and yeah. then he just gives it away, and he could have gotten his own place or whatever. Yeah. It, 
so yeah. so yeah i do feel like everybody was really terrible and he's just trying so hard right. and i even felt bad because even the rabbis weren't giving him except for the one rabbi i thought was the one that gave him that good advice the young one the parking yeah. lot like, yeah the, the parking, parking lot. lot yeah he's like you, yeah and simple things you, you just gotta you find, find pleasure yeah. yeah uh and then the lawyer the lawyer like the, his interactions with his lawyer were so uncomfortable Oof. to me that was yeah. kind of my favorite character like, yeah because it, he's He's such a dry guy, and you know, he just doesn't like. He understands law, but he doesn't necessarily get emotion. You know, right. like which is the hallmark of a good lawyer, probably. Yeah, yeah. and so he's just he's just desperate, and he's just going well. Uh, well, we're jumping ahead, but uh, when he talks to the other guy, and he's like, "I guess you know, you're, he's a good lawyer. I guess that's you know, he's very thorough. I guess that's why you made full partner, huh?" And yeah. the guy just looks at him. He's like, "Ooh." Anyway. It's very funny, very funny. But uh, yeah, we're introduced to Larry's house, which is just a chaotic, miserable place. Like, here's a character who can never go home and find his footing. He's got his son mm-hmm. hounding him about the TV, his daughter hounding him about everything else. Uh, uh, Arthur's always in the bathroom. His wife wants a divorce. Yeah. Oof. What a miserable That was such an uncomfortable household. conversation when they're sitting him and his wife are yeah. sitting together and he's just like, We didn't do anything. Uh, you haven't done anything and Cy Abelman <laughs> like that was yeah. my favorite. Right, right. And and this shows how good the Coens are. Just watch that movie because like every shot is a masterpiece. They utilize the hell out of that house. Yeah. And, like find ways to like build like tension just like out of a hallway where it's just like you you you're just like seeing the door frame, but there are like it's a good overlapping perspective of people all just berating this one guy. Very and choreographed. It's so good. I, yeah, I wanted to watch it again. <laughs> like it was like so good. Like I, I just like yeah. There was a scene in No Country for Old Men where Anton Chigurh is out looking for the money and his little tracker's going off and just how meticulous that scene is done. Like every household scene in this movie feels like that level of craft of like mm-hmm. they they probably heavily storyboarded going into it. Who knows? But yeah, that scene where he's his wife is crying and he kind of peeks around the corner in like a very silly, cartoony Scooby Doo yeah. fashion, just <laughs> <She's like> wailing. <laughs> it's so funny. But uh, yeah, so the the wife wants a get, which kind of introduces us or delves us further into the Jewish faith a little faith bit. And, that's yeah, like a that's a ritual divorce in the Jewish faith, and then that way you can remarry in the faith to somebody else. Oh, th- that that scene actually got me thinking about a real life story from my life. Um, was the, one of the last uh, times I went to go visit my family for Thanksgiving. My aunt was going to get married to like this man, and she had uh, previously been married to another guy, but she wanted to get it official through the Catholic Church. Right. And they told her, because she had been divorced, that it would be an extra $25. And like me and my dad hear something like this, and we're like, what, what do you mean it's an extra right. $25? Like, do they have to get a part? Like, like, like right. what are they saying? Like, why is it... Why is it more expensive for them to do yeah. that? Is it? I just don't understand. Is it extra work? Like, and and my my dad just said, and this is why I love my dad. He's just like, well, why didn't you just lie to them? You know, <laughs> why, why, why did you even tell them that? You, know, you can always ask for forgiveness later, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, but yeah, that that's one of those things that like I people carry those superstitions with them yeah and just like, never... what like they're like yeah, i guess that's not legally not gonna be a problem <laughs> yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it reminded me of uh when george in seinfeld 
tried to uh, convert to Judaism <laughs> for it. And he tried, doesn't he try to like cheat on his test or something <laughs> so that he can get married. But uh, yeah, then uh, once again, Larry goes to the office. The office scenes are always very funny. He's got all his little cards with his messages on them. Mm-hmm. One of them is from Cy saying like he wants to have a good talk. And then Larry, what I thought was funny was Larry uses that phrase, let's have a good talk with the South Korean student who comes in and just, uh, it's very funny when he goes like, you know, your actions have consequences. He's like, yes, most of the time. He's like, no, all of the time. Like (laughs) (laughs) just trying to break through to this kid is so funny. Well, he's always so matter of fact. Everything's always mathematical. Like, of course, everything, like the rule is everything has a consequence. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so the office scenes are very funny. Um, yeah. we go back to the house once again, total chaos. Arthur's always in the bathroom for some reason. He's got this problem. I don't know what says, problem he's draining his cyst. Oh, right. So he's got, which I'm glad we never got to see, which, um, but I mean, he's such like, he's always like sweaty and yeah. he's like lumbering. That and scene he's of like, him hunched over crying, like kind of haunted me yeah. a little bit. Like uh, that was such, like his, it, it, I don't know. It's very disturbing. Right. Very you'd dis- want to, you'd have to comfort a guy like that, but you don't want to touch him. Yeah. Yeah. That's the deal. Like that, like little soft shoulder yeah. cap. Like it's so, that's all right. But Stop it made crying. me think. <laughs> Because, uh, so we get the first hint of the mentaculous, right, as well. Mm-hmm. But it made me think of what other movie room, what other movie characters would you hate to have as a roommate? So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think you're going to like this one, but uh, Mr. Freeze from Batman and Robin. Why? Why yeah. would he well, be a bad okay. roommate? It's like uh, free air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be super cold, yeah. uh, for one thing. And that's going to be an insane electric bill. It's it's not going to be good, and and it's, those puns would get old over. I time. was going to say, I feel like the puns would probably yeah. be <laughs> worse than. I mean, he's a supervillain. He's probably got money. I probably could mooch off of him for a little bit. But it, well, if he needs me as a roommate, he's not doing all right. That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, but yeah, the puns probably like having other supervillains over all the mm. time would get a little. Yeah, henchmen. Yeah, just always oof. sleeping on the couch. <laughs> Who would you pick as a... Uh, well, so w- the moment I thought of w- like a despicable person, I immediately thought of Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn has to like have some of the greatest, most despicable movie. He's the guy from... He, did you see Rogue One? Oh, He's yeah, yeah. the the general guy who goes up against Darth Vader midway in. But he gotcha. like he's in this show called Bloodlines. And he is Bloodline? fantastic. Bloodline's a great show. Yeah, he's the he's Danny, the brother. Oof, like yeah. what a horrible, horrible human being. But can't pick that because that's not a TV show. We don't like. We don't talk about. I know, TV but it's shows. so good. Though. I haven't watched a second season. Though. No, me neither. But um, I thought of killing them softly. Okay. He he just he's again he's kind of like Richard uh, well Richard kind in this movie uh, Arthur he's just sweaty he's greasy he's sloppy yeah. he's gross he's always got some scheme he's always stealing someone's dogs or something or like he's always got a plan to get like oh like you just look at him and you feel like you've got to go to the doctor and get <laughs> vaccinated or you know like. Ugh, that movie like i think that movie is kind of like a messy masterpiece like it's not perfect but it's kind of really good but yeah so how about killing them softly killing them softly yeah yeah there's some there's some good ideas there There, it's like that movie is a movie where it's like 
great scene after great scene, but the movie as a whole just never really right adds up. Yeah, it doesn't seem like anybody. I don't know. That's that's, that's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mine would be Corky Romano. <laughs> <laughs> the What's wrong, Gordy? You don't want some cookies? <laughs> no, that's the first one I thought of. That would be the worst one. Like, he's too clean and happy and excited all the time. I'd be like, Ugh. shut up, Corky. Shut get up. out. Get out of my house, Corky. <laughs> I mean, uh, Chris. singing. <laughs> Chris Kattan is probably looking for a roommate. Probably. He is. Maybe, yeah. In all honesty. <laughs> But no, I couldn't. That would be the worst for me because I can't. I hate being. I can't be around people that like talk too much and like very peppy. Because like I can be that sometimes, most of the time, I'm just like leave me alone. But he'd be like, hey, like making pancakes every day. Couldn't do it. I didn't want to die. Not even for the pancakes. (laughs) Yeah, I never thought that man. I just ate the pancakes and like run away to my room. (laughs) Eat the pancakes in my bed. (laughs) Thanks. I gotta go do something in my room. Um. So yeah, we go back to uh, to school, and his son's getting high in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. He's kind of trying. They, I love that scene where they break into the 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 guy's office. They break into his desk, and the the oh, because he the gets his, not there. He gets his uh, Walkman confiscated. Right. Yeah. yeah. What year is this movie again? Nineteen sixty seven. Okay. Which yeah. I only know because I watched a couple of the special features. I was like, do they? I didn't even know they had earbuds in 1967. I thought yeah. earbuds were later. That's when they invented them. Is that when they invented <laughs> earbuds? I was like, those look like nice Apple earbuds. But, but that's yeah. when people cared about like the full sonic texture of a song. So they wanted yeah. those big earphones. They're like, that's cool that you got them, but it's not what I want. Yeah. Um, only, only for discreet music listening. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. funny in this movie how they never make a big deal about it being a period piece. Like, it very clearly takes, like, there's no cell phones, there's no right. whatever, but you watch a movie like Dark Shadows or something, and they're just like, look it, Johnny Depp invented the slinky. <laughs> like, it's just like, look at how 60s we are, or 70s. Like, it's, but this mm-hmm. movie, they, oh, like, the more you don't have to make a big deal about it, the, like, yeah, ugh, they made it, they stripped away up. a lot of that, yeah. like, flashiness. No, they're, they're, they're like living in it, so they don't care. Right. They, yeah, which was how it would be. How it should I be. Suppose. Yeah, they're not like psychedelics, man. Like, where are they going? hippies everywhere or anything. yeah i have like a computer in my pocket and i don't even give a shit <laughs> <laughs> but like you exactly know, several years from now they're gonna be like whoa let me pull out my application yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i still don't care <laughs> i don't give a shit <laughs> um, doesn't give a shit yeah it's fine <laughs> so we go home larry goes home and his son's uh, gotta watch the f troop so he goes up to mm-hmm. fix the tv and um he catches his son he catches his neighbor sunbathing and, oh, and smoking yeah. and it's like it's kind of pervy but kinda of, and then he he passes out, which is yeah, interesting. Did you make anything of that specifically? You see, I did find that scene fascinating because it's just like he's he's pointing the the um the antenna in different directions and it's like radio dial moving and he's like he's like catching little glimpses of like like different broadcasts and i was like thinking like well is he like gathering something that's like hurting him right like is there like some sort of radiation involved or you know it's just like that's actually only helping him like so i thought that's kind of why he might have wound up in the hospital and because they don't really place like too much emphasis on it the viewer is going to yeah stop thinking about it which which i'm sure is what they want but i'm thinking like that's 
kind of what that might be about is yeah. just like this technology that we have as it gets better and better might actually be harming us like health wise. Hmm. That's something I thought about. Well, it definitely removes us farther from her. We can't, why can't I think of the name of that God? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashim? Hasham? Hashem. 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 Yeah. I think that's part that's of it. It's true. like him, like that's the true. technology, like his son and stuff so far removed from Hashem because he's just thinking about his, uh, his airplane. So this movie, this has to be one of the fastest, slowest movies I've ever seen. Because like I said, well, there's so much more left to do. We've got Josiah and and that whole thing. There's just more fighting at the house. But just trying to skip ahead a little bit. If you have anything you want to talk about, feel free to jump on out. But just trying to speed things up. Mm-hmm. Um, we go to the first rabbi. Uh-huh. Which yeah. is jumping ahead a little bit, but yeah, he goes so to the first he's rabbi. Really starting to break down at this point. Right. So like he at this point, not only is he uh trying to get divorced and he's gotten this huge bill because his son like signed up for a record, uh like a like a rep- record Columbia subscription. Record house, yeah. yeah. So he's he's like owes three thousand dollars. And then he's also up for tenure at, at the school, but then uh they're like, Well there's like this tension building up there because they're like, Well, you know, we we're, this doesn't affect our our, uh, our decision, but we're getting all these anonymous letters. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. And that great scene yeah. of like, uh, or that great moment of, you know, if you have anything to submit, he's like, I haven't done anything. They're like, well, not doing anything isn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. but then he's, then he has this money that he's just like, he's losing money, but he has all this money. So it's right. like slowly building up that he's like about to make a bad decision because now he's like really lonely. He sees the woman, uh, you know, his neighbor, mm. and he's obviously sexually attracted to her. So it's like slowly building up that he's a, he He's about on the brink of either, you know, like he's being challenged or he's about to like make yeah. bad decisions. So there's a lot of tensioning tension happening right now. Yeah. This movie right before, so he's like, I have to go see a rabbi because I need something because I'm about to break. Well, I think to kind of jump ahead from the antenna directly to the rabbi, which skips a bunch, but in that vein, it's like he's got a lot going on in his life, and by trying to tune in and focus in on one way to fix it or one meaning for it all. It's like, you're kind of losing the greater focus of like, no, just cause you're focusing in on this one thing doesn't mean that all that stuff isn't still out there. And like you said, like if you, if, if you actively ignore it or if you passively ignore it, or if you're trying to fix it, like either way, all that stuff's going to happen. So it doesn't matter if you try to get a solution or not like that antenna, like, you know, if, kind of like your brain or whatever is that antenna or your life accumulating all these things is is the antenna like it's all still going to be there yeah. it doesn't matter if you try to focus in on one thing or the other like yeah. you're still going to have problems because it's hard to know what exactly he wants like what is he right. even because he's not really sure what he's even asking about he's just like i have all these things and i don't know what to do yeah so yeah. it's like but what does he like what is he going to do about the wife like there, i like that there was Oof. that one scene where they were like well do you want things to go back to the way they were yeah. i think i think and he was just like no well yeah i don't you know he's just like i'm not really sure yeah. even what i want like so would he go back to his wife if they if it would just be able to go back to normal and it looked and like, like is it that was, the right thing that you know what i mean yeah yeah Oof. <laughs> and, and, and it looked like he could have or or that it was it was going to go in that direction where like after Sai died um they're watching their their son read it was a glimmer of hope there mm-hmm. and then yeah, yeah. it just like got shattered when she was like <laughs> 
or yeah that he yeah because i don't know if it was that scene or the funeral where she was like i loved you by the way yeah yeah. (laughs) and he he wrote all these letters (laughs) to your school (laughs) (laughs) what a horrible person what a horrible person but for for as as long as we're talking about rabbis and and advice is there any advice you could give this character or any of these characters in this movie who seem to have all these issues or problems I honestly thought the whole thing I just was like Larry go fuck your neighbor (laughs) (laughs) like please like just come on and do that you know kick your stupid brother out and uh, you know just you know I'm glad I'm glad Simon died and I hope that it was his car (laughs) crash that did it honestly well that's that that was a weird thing too that that scene is like okay because the the, I, I think one of the things that the movie tries to do is uh explain a bunch of disciplines from life and like how you can get to conclusions about what it all means and um there's a scene where he's talking to his lawyer about exactly what happened like he got into a wreck and Cy Abelman got into a wreck and he wonders if it happens at the same time and I think like what that's like Taoism that we're all connected that we're mm-hmm. like that we're like one right like consciousness you know and, th- and that's an interesting idea too like you know if, if you read about these things that's the only way that you would know that that's something that they might be referencing. But I did find that scene fascinating that like, even like his mind gets going to like thinking about like, is this connected? Well, probably not, but oh, so maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It just made me feel like, you know, if you like, it just made me feel so anti everything like code of ethics, religion. Yeah. Like this movie made me feel like none of that shit matters, you know, cause you know, at the end of the day, a freaking, tornado could hit your town right you could get no warning <laughs> you know you could <laughs> no. just get sick and die and like it's like what so that's a, like that's the yeah. kind of like that i mean i was like i said i was very stoned watching this <laughs> so i got like very sad and i was like fuck everything who, who needs no. a job <laughs> like we can only see like the portions of space that like the light shines on you know that the sun shines on yeah. and like like nasa's like like we're trying to like Ooh. see more and every time they do it's like the, oh well there's a comet that's fairly close i hope that doesn't hit us i don't know i think at the end of the day you just gotta be well, you gotta have a good balance right you know you gotta you gotta enjoy so partake well, in those of, things right. maybe not yeah. no don't hurt anybody but yeah like smoke a joint or whatever mm. and like do some things because you never know speaking never of balance <laughs> it's smoke <laughs> weed speaking of balance and taoism and sort of maybe this uh eastern philosophy type mm-hmm. thing i i Courtney, I know your question was asking or giving advice. I have no advice because my life is, I'm in no position to be giving other people advice. But I thought, (laughs) who could I rely on to give these characters reliable advice? So I picked the grandfather from Three Ninjas <laughs> to give these characters some advice. Wait, but what? did he give those kids good advice? Well, because it seems like he flip-flopped on a lot of his philosophies. He gave them some pretty good it. nicknames. So Th- Those were sweet nicknames. <laughs> I can't go, deny that. I'm going to go through some of the characters here and give what them the some nicknames. nicknames. Mm. Uh, uh, Rocky, Colt, and Tum Tum. Oh, that's right. Right. <laughs> so, Three Ninjas. Uh, for the son, I gave him the nickname Rabbit because he's always running away from the bully and the Jefferson airplane and White Rabbit stuff. Yeah. The daughter, oh. I couldn't think of a good one for the daughter, but she's always going to the hole. So I thought of Jumper. Her, her nickname could be Jumper. And like Rabbit and Jumper are kind of related. They're brother and yeah. sister, so they're kind of related. For Arthur, give him the nickname Ace because he likes to count cards. So he's always got yeah. an Ace up his sleeve. Mm. 
And for Larry, I gave him the nickname Fibonacci, which I just thought would be funny if uh, you can't really sound tough if your if your nickname is Fibonacci. Can we talk about Arthur real quick? Because I don't believe Fibonacci. the card counting is the thing that he's really in trouble for. No. Huh. Oh, think, right, right, right. I think it is a problem, but I think there's a much bigger issue um, about like who he might be. Or exactly what the '60s were like, right? Yeah, no, it, it got dark for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh no, you and, know, and they glossed and, totally over it. Yeah, it was like a very brief minute. solicitation and sodomy. You're like, what? what? Where'd that go? Yeah. Yeah. What sodomy, Dad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Um, and it was just wrapped in the card counting. Yeah, he's like, yeah, because he's like, you can't, you can't arrest this man for mathematics. <laughs> I love that. Um, but that's interesting. So, what advice does the grandfather, besides the nicknames, does he give him advice? I didn't. I don't. I picked him to give advice. I can't give the advice for him. I just uh, gave the nicknames. That's yeah, true. But like um, <laughs> yeah, there's more. Um, there, there's more home stuff and lawyer stuff. I, I love the scene with the uh, with the the full partner and getting the stuff out. So you had some thoughts on the the lawn mowing in the extra garage space yeah the boat space that neighbor was so weird yeah i kind yeah. of i kind of thought it was it was it was kind of like um people coming in and invading his space right like as far as like yeah cy abelman like like it's not enough that he's like cy's not even going to live in that house but he won't even entertain right. the notion that like um what's her face should move in he's like you just have to go right. and this is kind of mine now and and it's just like even if uh I, the the territory is clearly marked but that guy is mowing on it right and he's like well, we'll just measure it and he's like i don't have to it's 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 right there so it's just like yeah it's it's these other things that are inching in on his life and they're even like more symbolic or at least like he can he can visually see how that's happening versus just like metaphorically or uh or you know subconsciously yeah so. and there's this testosterone type mm-hmm. thing of like this male driven thing of just you know chest puffing and like mm-hmm. no i'm gonna mow your lawn there's nothing you're gonna do if you can't confront me about that and because i'm taking care of your lawn and all this stuff and it's now like it looks like it's my yard like i'm just gonna start building there there's that one scene that little confused me kind of was when the the student's father or whatever the what one that bribed scene, him though. so that student's father yeah. and mm-hmm. then the neighbor are right they're all standing right there in his driveway yeah. and the neighbor just all of a sudden comes up and he goes is this man bothering you like well I the just, man's obviously a vet <laughs> yeah so he yeah. probably the korean war i don't know when the korean war happened but yeah. uh but like i feel very... like there's some animosity there for sure just even mm. if he's not part of the korean war he could be part of any of those wars and he could just see an asian guy and go like hey you know, even though he doesn't like his neighbor, obviously, he's like, no, we're going to gang up on this guy. Like, if you need me to give this guy trouble, I will. And he could just be trying to defend his neighbor. That's the thing. You don't right. get a lot about this character other than he likes to hunt and he fits kind of a stereotype of right. a person that would possibly be racist. But he doesn't really do anything to prove that other than in a scene that is a dream. And right. it might just be like, Larry's fear of the man. Yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. 
Mm-hmm. I also love the moment. I don't know where we are in the movie. That's fine. But that moment yeah. where the guy comes to, to visit him about, you know, getting tenure and stuff. But the guy's like, you know, I have this uh, Korean student, a uh, South Korean student, uh, a yeah. disgruntled South Korean student. Like, he just keeps adding. <laughs> but like, Oh, I know. Disgruntled. His, him coming in every time was just like, <laughs> yeah, but it's not going to, you know, but it's like he just kept doing that the whole that, time. That, that's another thing. That was information that he sat on. So he's obviously thinking about taking the bribe the entire time. Um, right. He, he never like went up and said like, this is an issue that I'm having. Here is yeah. uh, something mm-hmm. that I feel like Constantly might come up. Right, right. Because he asks again, is there anything you need to let us know? And never lets him know about the money. Huh. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why you guys have this show. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we, we go into the, the second rabbi and the whole teeth scene. And mm-hmm. did that drive you nuts? Is that something like that's wait, the kind wait, of stuff wait, wait, that... Sorry, the- the rabbi, the the oh. teeth scene. We're talking about the the guy's teeth. Yeah, I the, could just what feel, is it? The goya. I could feel. Yeah, the goya. I could the feel goy. Larry uh, the whole time. Like even though like it went into this whole other thing. Like I was imagining Larry's face the entire time. Yeah. And it was such a perfect like <laughs> moment to come back to his face because he's just like. What? Why did you tell me that Why story? Why did you tell me this? I just have all these things, and he's like, "Just give me something, like what I can do." And he's, it's just like, and he's just like, "What?" It's like, so what happened? Did he? Yeah. Did you find a message? He's just like, "Well, no, he just like kept looking for the message and other people's teeth, and, and then he forgot about it. <laughs> then he just moved on, which is like good what advice too, because it's like you can ask questions so much, but eventually you stop asking questions and you just yeah. move on. I think that's what maybe the point of life is. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Stop I think that's like questions and just move on. That's like the film's thesis, though, entirely, isn't yeah. it? Like it's yeah. just like, I mean, you can try to understand this film, but you're probably not gonna. Exactly. So, I mean, in speaking of the film's thesis, I think what separates this movie apart from other sort of like dramatic slice of life movies is that some of those movies just feel really contrived, and they try to make these small moments mm-hmm. kind of big moments. They try mm-hmm. to like. There's just so many movies that, even though they're they're slower and, I don't know, like a little more like, you know, but like this, it's not like a movie. Like that's how life is. They're still trying to make a big deal or say right. something important. This movie ultimately is just like, no, it's not important. Like there's like how like it's, it's completely it's the Seinfeld thing of just mm-hmm. like how do you make a show about nothing? Like how do you make a movie that's about nothing interesting about or intriguing? Or, I yeah. guess all this movie is about is uncertainty and unpredictability. Yeah, <laughs> but just like living life because what else are you gonna do? Yeah, it gives uh, gives Michael Stolberg quite a existential crisis. He in was this an movie. amazing actor in this. He's movie. so good in this movie. I yeah. What else has he been in? I he's two know, movies I, I can <laughs> I can think of off the top of my head. Men in is, Black Three. Men in Black Three. Yeah. <laughs> really those yeah. are, that's what it is I, I only saw that because I worked at a theater that had it so like I would like clean up in moments where I was like mm, because his like little grimace he um, like like he's yeah. just like weird like where he like curves his mouth down like the yeah. whole time like man it's like it's so perfect you can just feel like all this <laughs> tension in this little tiny man but I guess like uh, he was also in the beginning of Seven Psychopaths which oh, yeah. probably would have been a better film for him but he I don't know if, if you're gonna listen to it uh I'm going to reveal this spoiler in three, two, one. Somebody shoots him. 
<laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, and, and that, that's that's the end of it. Don't right. worry about that. I have that. to go back and rewatch that movie. I really liked it the first time I saw it. It's a good movie. Yeah, that movie sucks. Like oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my Sam Sam uh, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Sam, that's my boy. Your boy Sammy. My boy Sammy Rockwell. Uh, Sammy Rocks. Uh, I was I was uh, having this uh, big debate with one of my friends because. Uh, I love that show, True Detective, or at least the first season. Yeah. And we like Me too. tried to figure Till out, the end. yeah, and we tried to figure out where they went wrong in the second season because there's like some good ideas there, but it's not well. Vince Vaughn talking about rats for that's yeah. where I stopped watching, which was like episode two. Yeah, the first. <laughs> but, scene go ahead. I, I, was I was hoping like, it, I was hoping it was going to get better, um, but it, but like Colin Farrell, man, I don't get it. I haven't seen like this moment where he's like, "That is a good actor," you know. He's like, "I'll give you that." Um, but like Sam Rockwell, if he had played that part, oh, yeah. he would have been so uh, you would you would have been into it. You would have been like, yeah, that's God. You're right. Yeah. I don't, I'll give you that. Sam yeah. Rockwell is amazing. That would have he is actor. better than Colin Firth. Okay, Colin <laughs> Firth or Colin? Yeah, and Colin Firth. <laughs> yeah, Maybe both those dudes. Colin Firth and Colin Farrell. Same thing. Suck it, England. Well, Sam Rockwell needs to come back. I don't know he, what he's been doing. Never since Moon. Yeah, no, he does what he wants to, and that's like... That's good. But Moon was good. Moon was good. So, but Michael Stalbert has an existential crisis, but this movie is a little bit slower, a little more slice of life, but I was thinking, like, what if you could put him in any other movie to have a, an existential crisis? Could you pick another movie to, to put him in? Like, what movie... Go ahead, Courtney. I'd see you. <laughs> Super excited about this no, one. Not really. Not. I really want to see him have an existential crisis in When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> 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 I think that's a perfect opportunity for an existential crisis to happen because it's this, you know, love story. It's so perfect, but, you know, it's not really that perfect. There's two friends. Would he replace Harry or is it When Harry Met Sally Met Larry? When Larry Met <laughs> Sally. Okay. <laughs> I think it's when Larry met Sally. I think he's gonna replace Billy Crystal in the movie. Okay, in that uh, day and age, yeah. <laughs> you know, because they have such a long, you know, right. drawn out thing, and I think that'd be the perfect one. All right. What about you? Well, so he's a mathematician, right? So we're getting these new Matrix reboots, kind of like not sequels, might, but uh, not reboots. We might. So I thought, what if like the architect needed help fixing some code in the matrix, but his, mm. his programs couldn't do it. So they pull in Michael Stahl. They pull in Larry Gopnik. They introduce him to the matrix. They're like, Hey, listen, you're a person, but we're going to, we're going to tell you some things. Yeah. This is all a computer program. And he's like, what? Yeah. And then like by the end of the movie, like, and so he, he's like, well, if I do this for you, can you kind of like, throw some help my way they're like no so what he ends up doing is he writes into the code kind of like you know office space where they try to take the pennies which was from superman 4 which i never saw but he like he tries to divide this devise this code that like gives leftover luck and puts it into his luck and he ends up getting even more bad luck and so by the end of the movie he's got to try to fix it he's got to break into the matrix mainframe but he needs help so you can have things like uh the guy that Neo fights, who's like the protector of the the Oracle, like that guy, he mm-hmm. comes in and he's like, "Listen, Larry, I, I'm, I'm going to help you out here, you know, because the Oracle sent me here, and we got to fix the Matrix." So I, I just love like this. Larry Gopnik in the Matrix. He doesn't do a lot of fighting, but like you can introduce some of those side characters to come in and fight around him. So, but he could have like a tablet, and maybe like you know he could be like, "Oh, I want to, you know, I got to do 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 do," and something in the Matrix could happen. Damn. So, yeah. yeah, leave your fucking family behind. Go to the Matrix, dog. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be way better for you. <laughs> so, 
I don't know. Uh, we got some dream sequences. Did that throw you guys off any? Or it did a little bit because every yeah. time that he had a dream, I was like, "Yes!" Like you, know, <laughs> except for the one right. with Sai. I mean, that, that one. Good. Where it, actually, I th- that's where I thought the ghosting was coming back was when they saw oh, it for right. the first time before I oh, realized God, it was I a dream. I hate to do this to you guys, but I I will be right back. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we understand things happen. Uh, Cy Abelman I thought when he came back in that classroom for a minute I thought he was the the right. I thought he was going to be the ghost that came back no um, just a crazy just a crazy dream but like that one was weird because he was like I fucked your wife and like hit him but then the, the other sequences where he's like you know sleeping with the lady and then like when the one scene where he gives his brother the money sends him off in a canoe for yeah. some reason and then he gets shot in the head I was yeah. like that kind of like would have been the best case scenario <laughs> But most of the dreams happen in the last third of the movie, so it's kind of like maybe this character's just becoming, you know, it, his dreams are catching up with him or whatever. Yeah, this, it, it, yeah, and that's where the movie got really fast all of a sudden. Right. It just started, like, I guess that's the, how the tension really built yeah. up, but what about you? What did you think about all the dreams? I thought, like, the when his brother got shot and, like, that comes out of nowhere and then it's the neighbor and you're like... Even though we've been introduced to like two dreams by now, it's like what? Yeah. And then he wakes up, and you're like, oh, yeah, of course. Every but it's time. just for a moment, you're like, holy shit, this is like a crazy Nazi Jew hunting like it puts road you hunt movie. <laughs> it, what? This movie uh, put me in such a trance that it was. Yeah. It threw me for a loop so many times with that. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes is the scene where um, Arthur's in the Jolly Roger, and he's he's having that weird oh. break down and he, he goes, he's watch. running away but i love that scene because our uh larry comes in and he's like hey no you can't run out there you can't you can't use those words hey da, da. and he's like kind of consoling him and he's basically giving him advice but he's like it's one of those things where like you can give other people advice but you never actually follow your own advice like he should be following his own advice because he's just like listen you can't do anything about it don't worry it's going to get better it's all out of your control so just don't it was just weird because like, the way the thing that he kept saying over and over again was it's like hasham never gave me anything hasham yeah. never gave me anything that was the only thing he kept saying over and over again he's like well but it's also like yeah i had a family but i don't have a family anymore and yeah i have a job but i'm not really going to be making tenure probably <laughs> like yeah. or i don't at the end he kind of says like hey you'll be pleased like do you think he gets the tenure or i you, it's hard to it's so hard to tell yeah. with that because because it could have been like, oh, we're going to give you a crazy severance package. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're going to be pleased with our severance package. What did package. I miss? So do you think, do you think Larry actually gets tenure or no? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's the thing. Like, um, I think he does. I think it looks positive for him. Right. But I also think he gets cancer. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that's pretty. Yikes. That's, that's how life works. Um, but just kind of to wrap things up, uh, before we go Whoa. into our dessert, um, <laughs> what, what did you want to say? Do you have any final thoughts or, or moments? No, I mean, well, the, I mean, yeah, I mean, if we're going to talk about the ending, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't have okay. anything else to say. About. So the ending. Do you have any other things before the ending or any um, final? This is a fine film. Go see it because it's like the most realistic movie that I've ever seen with engaging characters in it. Yeah. It, it it gives you everything while also giving you nothing to work with. So it's it, every every scene is like it's it's its own. I think it's like a scene with very dry sketches in it. Right. You know. So it's just like you you get those presented to you, and then you can follow those, 
And even like going through every character's mindset is fascinating. Yeah. So check this out. Please do. Yeah. So the movie ends. We've got uh, Cy or Larry crosses off the letter. He accepts the bribe. He right. changes the grade. He gets the phone call. Bring hey, we got to talk about your x-rays. What? And then the sun is looking at the tornado and the music kicks up. Mm-hmm. Reddit. Freaking the end of the movie, you're like, what? Yeah. Like, so that because he did decide this, okay, I'm going to accept these bribes. It's like, oh, no, no, you get death. But Right. Well, like, he there's no connection say, between him accepting the bribe and know, the bad stuff happening. But you know that he's going to be, that's going to be daunting on him. Like, is it all connected or is it just a well, coincidence? Well, yeah, he's going uh, to think, yeah, he's going to be like, oh, I've changed his grades and now I'm going to, you know, get cancer. Well, that. he does say that, like, everything in this office has a consequence. Right. Right. So it's very possible that, like, that brought on the wrath of the tornado yikes wow yeah yeah i also do it's very very crazy ending because you just don't know what happens to anybody it just ends but the ending is like all the problems he had at the beginning of the movie that he spends so much time stressing over now he's stuck with much worse problems yeah so if you were to start the movie with these problems yeah and him spending so much time you know the movie would end with even worser problems yeah you're like, Which, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's life, you know. Like, I can't imagine the problems that I'm going to have to yeah. like. It like life doesn't get better. You just learn how to manage. Yeah. yeah. Oof. <laughs> Oof. I could not watch this movie high. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, no. I, oh, like, I enjoyed the hell Afterwards, of it. I was like, I'm going to go home. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to my cat. <laughs> yeah. um, but did, so this movie ends very ambiguously. Mm-hmm. Nothing's tied up. Is there anything that jumps out really quick? that actually is like an, a movie with an ambiguous ending that you actually like or? mine is hands down eternal sunshine of the spotless mind okay i okay. thought that one had a pretty ambiguous ending because they end okay. like when they're like right about to be like oh okay. should we get back together but like they have just listened to the stuff and they're like well we could you know hate each other again this could be a disaster right. but you know we're not sure and you kind of don't know if they are going to actually do it again right. or if it's going to mm-hmm. work out but that's one that i love i don't know if you guys have seen it or loved that movie one. it's so good yeah. it is good yeah. um, it's been a while but yeah but yeah that one i was very satisfied with because it's the same thing with relationships in life are yeah. very <laughs> several i would say like my favorite movies have ambiguous endings like that um, okay. um for example doubt that's, right. that, that's that's a good one where it's just like even like the main thing that they're trying to do um she's like i have doubts about that um uh, uh cachet that's a Oof. really good french film <laughs> and you know me. what you hate the conjuring and i hate cachet <laughs> i'm sorry man you might not understand cinema like, i hate to bring that up Ooh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> jesus wait where's that where's the alarm again <laughs> Like, that, that's fine. We don't. That's you know, fine. We don't. We don't have to agree no, here. Well, that's interesting. But, but but I think I think that's a good ambiguous ending. And uh, one of the more recent ones that I saw was Nocturnal Animal, which I Ugh. think has a really good. Whoa! Yikes. Wow! <laughs> good thing we saved it for the end, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can't wait to have you back on. What <laughs> happened at the end of that movie? Uh, it's it's ambiguous. No one really knows. Oh, she's at the restaurant, right? Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I've never seen either of the ones. Well, I haven't seen any of the ones you mentioned, so I have no opinion. On check this. those movies out. They're good. Have I you ever will. seen Martha Marcy May Marlene? 
Yes. Oh, that is a good one too. That is a good movie. Yeah. That that ending leaves you and you're like, what? And then on the walk home or the ride home or whatever, you're like, actually for a movie about a girl getting out of a cult, like that movie ends on such the perfect paranoia note of mm-hmm. like, you're never going to be fine again. Oh, like you're right. always going to be thinking about what's out there and oof, that movie ends and it just cuts to credits and you're like, nah, you feel so frustrated, but then you're like, that's exactly how that character would feel. Yeah. So I yeah, love that's that. That's like movie. another yeah, that's one that just one. presents a bunch of different kinds of scenes and just doesn't yeah. really. Doesn't, well, you know, your mind sucks does the in work. comparison to all yours, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I love that's a good one. I think if there's one you didn't thing. like Cachet? I'd have to rewatch it. I don't think oh, I did. Man, I don't that, think that I disappoints did. me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you like Funny Games? I only saw the American one. Um, it's it's the same as uh, um, as the. I heard it's like almost a shot for shot. Yeah, I think by like, the same director, which is mm-hmm. whatever. I think whatever. I think he makes really good films. Uh, right. Personally, right. like I've never seen a better horror movie than that uh, movie Amore that he did, because it's about your own body turning on you. Okay, it's 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 insane. interesting take. Interesting mm-hmm. take. Mm-hmm. I personally like movies where ghost hands come out of the dark and clap in your ear, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like movies about things that could happen. <laughs> uh, excuse me, the Warren files are a real thing. Guys, they the really happen. Movie I've ever seen in my life is Event Horizons. <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. Scariest movie I've ever seen. Uh, what if the spaceship went to hell? Anything with space or underwater. Is Anything with Sam Neill. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, that's but uh, I think if there's one thing we can agree on, it's that uh, dessert is always fun, and it's we can always, always save room for dessert yes, if we, we can, can always save room for movies. Uh, so usually, what we do is Courtney and I will pick five movies, e- or five taglines each, with a total of ten movies, and try to guess which movie belongs to which tagline. But we have uh, you here today, AJ. So we're yeah. going to bombard you with a whole bunch of taglines, and you've got to try to guess which one belongs to which. Um, each movie has one movie picked by me and one okay. movie picked by Courtney. So whichever movie you pick, we're gonna that person will get a point. Yeah, we're okay. saving all the points. Something will happen at the end. We don't. We got Donna <laughs> over here. The course. Donna on scoreboard. Love. Yeah. Hell yeah, Donna. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Shout out for Michigan. Shout out for scoreboard. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who wants go to ahead. go? No, okay, no, yeah, you can go. Here's the first one. Here's the first tagline. You have to guess which movie it is. Okay. The tagline is. Can a great man be good? Okay. <laughs> and the two movies are Catch Me If You Can or Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Score That's for a Brett. good connection Score there. Uh, mm. Steve Jobs is a... We try to pick connections to the movie that we're reviewing. Okay. Steve Jobs is a movie with Michael Stahlberg. So, uh, Stahlberg. So, um, never saw it. I love it. I love Aaron Sorkin. I'm just discovering yeah. that like in the past... Uh couple of years you, so you guys good. can't see it who are listening to it but i'm doing that like a uh, jerk off motion with my hand right now <laughs> you know what you know what i'm not gonna disagree but i do love it like, jerk that off right social network <laughs> yeah. right here buddy uh i met him once did you aaron sorkin what? yes mm. i did and we'll Chicago. have to talk about that okay. creator uh, of newsroom <laughs> no this is the premiere where you have to like shake his hand still cool yeah uh here's a tagline for you experience it enjoy it just don't fall for it is that almost famous or boogie nights Ooh, that that one's hard i'm gonna say um i'm gonna say uh uh, 
<laughs> so dense. Wait, what was the name of the movies again? <laughs> Experience it, enjoy it, just don't fall yeah. for it. Almost famous or Boogie Nights? I'm going to say it's almost famous. Damn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a score for me. Damn, I love Boogie Nights. I was hoping. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. The connection there was just the uh, music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm not very good at the connection <laughs> part of this. Sure. Uh, here we go. Moving on. <laughs> this next tagline is the greatest picture in the history of entertainment. That's the tagline for this so movie. So many stupid taglines. Yeah, long, yeah, a long time ago, they didn't really give a shit. Okay, the greatest picture in the history of entertainment. Is that The Wizard of Oz or Gone with the Wind? In whichever movie you pick will be the greatest picture in entertainment yeah, history. Yeah, that's true. So, Okay, I'll read again. The greatest picture in the history of entertainment. Is that The mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz or Gone uh, with the Wind? I'm going to say Gone with the Wind. No, what? Ugh. First of all, it's the wrong answer, but you picked me, so I get the point. <laughs> no. The Wizard of Oz has a tornado. Yeah. Ugh. Well, he's not going to get the connection. He's just trying to see. Also, that's the hardest tagline ever. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to play two steps yeah. ahead. Right, Anyways, fine. but the All right. the correct answer for that one was Wizard of Oz. I've never okay, seen see. Gone with the Wind. Too long. Too I've long. never seen it either, but I've seen But Wizard they talk of Oz about it being the greatest movie of all time. Yeah, yeah that is true. Yeah. That is true. Here's one for you. He was their inspiration. <laughs> he made their lives extraordinary. Okay. Is that Dead Poets Society or Stand and Deliver? Uh, I, I was right off the the bat i thought mr holland's opus <laughs> that may or may not come up later <laughs> or mr holland's but, um, opus. I'll, I'll, I'll say dead poets damn yeah it's me again all right is it, is it that yeah, yeah. you're right okay. for that one what's all the right. connection there teaching Te- teaching yeah okay. a lot of teaching okay. a lot and of teaching little children stuff all right here we go <laughs> uh this next tagline is first comes first comes love then comes interrogation <laughs> is that guess who or meet the parents let's meet the parents right? damn <laughs> that was a hard all of your taglines i think are very hard to pick movies to oh really yeah i uh, don't know i've picked them and you stump you every week so is <laughs> <Well>. it? <laughs> i'm just kidding uh, uh, all right here we go now you see it now you don't classic mm. tagline now you see it now you don't is that the prestige or snatch snatch good guess yeah, that's a good, good answer good movie good point for brett the mentaculous doorman <laughs> the connection there is i forgot uh rabbis there's oh, rabbis, rabbis at the beginning of snatch that was an easy tagline to think of something for though because it's like now you see yeah. it now you don't it's obviously magic right because <laughs> right. that, that would have been the movie i would have picked so oh really yeah okay uh here we go yep the next one is uh, <laughs> music was his passion, survival was his masterpiece. <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> is it the pianist or Mr. Holland's <laughs> Oh, no kidding. <laughs> is there a connection there? Is there a meaning? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, uh, music was his passion, survival was his masterpiece. The pianist or Mr. Holland's It's a pianist. <laughs> Damn, I was hoping you'd just pick... Uh, Is that how you pronounce it? The pianist? The pianist? Yeah. The pianist? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Whichever the, way. There's pianist. no wrong way. I thought it was a pianist. Potato, yeah. potato. It's pianist. all good. The the, oh, the pianist. That's what... When I, heard, pianist. when I heard you say Mr. Pollen... Mr. Pollen. <laughs> Mr. Holland's opus, I thought for sure I was going to get that point. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Yeah, me too. I thought so. 
<clears throat> All right. Here's a pretty wait, fun wait, one. Wait, did he even have to survive? Why would that... Okay, even if it is... Because he, like, had cancer and stuff. I don't know. That's a hard one to... How, you pick a movie to go up against the Why penis. would you put... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gave that gig give you a really hard one. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's a fun one for I'm you. sorry, Brett. Buy the ticket, take the ride. Is that Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas or Euro Trip? <laughs> It's Euro trip, right? No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Point no. for me, though. Damn, Courtney's like, crushing. Okay, okay, all right. It's just that you're giving me like these like really good movies pitted against shitty movies, and I'm like, why did all these great Wait, movies go with have, such shitty taglines? Yes, Isn't that not the shittier whole, the tagline, the better the movie? That's, the whole, so. that's like the whole dynamic of our whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just like, no, the like, fear and loathing in Las Vegas would have to have come up with something clever, more clever than that. The amount of times we brought up like Ace Ventura against like Coen Brothers movies is insane. Like crazy. Hey, that's art. It's uh, art too. It's just, yeah, it's just art um, and dynamic. Yeah. So we work so well together. I'm the shitty movie and Brett's the masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I forgot what the, the connection there is. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But um, go ahead. You have okay, one more. One more. Um, flesh seduces, mm. passion kills. Whoa. Is that basic instinct or fatal attraction? Oof. That's a hard one. Uh, yeah. Let's go with a... Uh, can, can I hear it again? Yes. Flesh seduces, passion kills. Is that basic instinct or fatal attraction? I'm going to go with fatal attraction. Oh. Sounds fatal. Like, that sounds it does, like, like, but it's not. <laughs> that's a basic instinct? Basic instinct, yes. The connection there is the ice pick. The ice pick okay. killer. She stabs the guy with the ice pick at the beginning of Man, the ghost story. I don't story. understand shit about taglines. It sounds no. like. I don't know. I think <laughs> that was a hard one. That one was. That's like that's a deep impact Armageddon scenario. I do this game all the time. Uh, oh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. The connection there is like the Jefferson Airplane. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Right, right. It, music, I should say. Right. <laughs> Here's the last one for you. A pretty easy one if I say so myself. Okay. The movie was fake. The mission was real. Is that Argo? <laughs> or is that Cecil B. Demented? It's Argo. Yeah, of course yeah, it's yeah, Argo. Yeah. I literally gave Courtney. you the worst taglines yeah. ever. Courtney going hardball on this I'm one. So using her using her Jonah Hill uh, BFF there to put the, put the odds in her favor. Yeah, I tried to pick movies that would actually be ambiguous. You picked movies that were no. Good luck, fucker. <laughs> you know what my favorite tagline for a you, film Brad. is? Is uh, uh, his love is real, but he is not. Oh. Wait. Who framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> no. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Give us two movies. I'll try to guess this one. Okay. I'll, I'll just tell you what it is. Okay, it's uh, It's uh, AI. Oh. That, one, that one's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I remember like seeing that in two thousand. Wait, his what is real and his what is what? <laughs> his, his love, love is, is real, real, but he, he is, is not. not. Oof. Oh, so he's yeah. a robot capable. I was of gonna say, I thought that was my man pillow. Yeah. That I had. <laughs> 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 Snuggy. <laughs> Uh, so yeah that pretty much wraps it up we've got uh, a movie to review next week which you'll hear about right after we get done hearing about what all you y'alls are up to either in real life or on the internet uh, yeah, yeah. AJ where can people find you this movie this won't come out for like um, a while but. <laughs> uh, I have a Facebook page you could go to if you wanted <laughs> you can be my friend but, but find out what I'm about I have an Instagram same thing there what's your Instagram name AJ Henderson 2 
Oh, Ooh, a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was already a guy there called yeah. that, so I was like, "All right." This is like the second thing that I have on the internet. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so you can you can visit that. It, it's I'm, all connected. I'm saying that like AJ Henderson on Facebook is one, right? And then and then Instagram is your second yeah, venture yeah. into the internet, world. right? So oh. it's the sequel. Sure, sure, you sure. want to get into my mind? Right. See see what I'm all about. Hell yeah, <laughs> Courtney. How about you? Uh, yeah, it's not going to come up for a while, so I don't have anything crazy. But you can find me on Twitter, Courtnicovia, uh, Instagram, CourtneyWLS, and that's it. That's it. Find me around town. Well, Comic- I'm on Twitter, too. I am at Punch Brett's face, Brett with one T. And I do movie reviews on Letterboxd.com. I started reading those, finally. Thank you. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> got to be reading a move. Uh, no, they're really good. Thanks. Yeah, I do. I, they're called One Good Thing. I try to write about one good thing for every movie that I see. Even even if I were to watch a movie like Cachet, I would write one good thing about it. What's what's one good thing about the Flintstones movie? Uh, you know, I haven't seen it, so I couldn't tell you. John Goodman's in it, so easy that's right a, there. John good Goodman. Thing. I mean, come on. That's one Goodman thing. That's one Goodman <laughs> thing. Ooh. Okay, Donna, just like, don't <laughs> stop talking. Uh, if you want to know what it's like living with Mr. Freeze, just live with Courtney for a day. <laughs> because of your icy I'm heart. actually doing a show this Friday called The Pun. It's like a pun show at the Velveeta Room. Oh. Um, is it so the, I'm actually hosting. It's not the pun contest right what is it it's, the, it's uh, a con mail contest or the the o henderson it the, is a, it's a big pun contest but i think uh yeah they just created it for one yeah. night it's friday at 11 o'clock and so i'm hosting it and i get to pick the winners Whoa. of this competition it's gonna be fun there's like a big very cash nice. prize and stuff so it'll be I really like cool no i'm very excited I think uh, next week the movie we should watch because it's probably the only Coen Brother movie left that I haven't seen is Intolerable Cruelty. Ooh. <laughs> I've never... Is, is it good? No. no. I don't know. No. No. Okay. So, <laughs> so forgettable. We've got two oohs and one no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, excited. You know, a romance? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Finally. Um, <laughs> also, um, listen to Why Should We Care? We have new episodes every Friday. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, Why Should We Care, which is on the Body Tape International mm-hmm. Network, part of that. which out. is also hosted, hosting us. And uh, our theme song comes courtesy of Yeah, Pete Johnson. Check them out, yeahpetejohnson.com. Um, yeah, it. so there's a ton of stuff that we just threw at you. But... But it is a podcast, so you can like rewind it and take it in again. Shut up, AJ. What do we do? Do our tagline? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't know I ruined the thing for you. <laughs> I'm passing the plate to Courtney, and it's yeah. uh, intercepted. It's okay, uh, AJ. Yes, you can rewind it, but at the end of the day, you just got to make sure that you save room for movies. Oh. Yay! <laughs> 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 I love it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Perfect. International.